0: CHAPTER 15 OF MAGGIE, A GIRL OF THE STREETS This is a Liberox recording. All Liberox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit Librox.org. Recording by Daisy55 MAGGIE, A GIRL OF THE STREETS BY STEPHEN CRANE CHAPTER 15 A full WOMAN WENT ALONG A LIGHTED AVENUE the street was filled with people desperately bound on missions. An endless crowd darted at the elevated station stairs, and the horse cars were thronged with owners of bundles. The pace of the forlorn woman was slow. She was apparently searching for someone. She loitered near the doors of saloons and watchmen emerge from them. She scanned furtively the faces in the rushing stream of pedestrians. Hairy men bent on catching some boat or train jostled her elbows, failing to notice her. Their thoughts fixed on distant dinners. The forlorn woman had a peculiar face. Her smile was no smile, but when in repose, her features had a shadowy look that was like a sardonic grin, as if someone had sketched with a cruel forefinger's indelible lines about her mouth. Jimmy came strolling up the avenue. The woman encountered him with an aggrieved air. Oh, Jimmy, I've been looking all over for you, she began. Jimmy made an impatient gesture and quickened his pace. Oh, don't bother me, good God, he said with a savageness of a man whose life is pestered. The woman followed him along the sidewalk in somewhat the manner of a supplicant. But, Jimmy, she said, ye's told me ye Jimmy turned upon her fiercely, as if resolved to make a last stand to comfort and peace. "'Say, for God's sakes, Hattie, don't follow me from one end of the city till the other.' "'Let her wish ye? Give me a minute rest, can't she?' "'Ye makes me tired. All's a tagging me. See, ain't ye's got no sin? Do ye's want people to get onto me? Go chase yourself, for God's sakes!' The woman stepped closer and laid her fingers on his arm. But look at here. Jimmy said, Oh, good hell. He darted into the front door of a convenient saloon and a moment later came out into the shadows that surrounded the side door. On the brilliantly lighted avenue, he perceived the forlorn woman dodging about him like a scout. Jimmy laughed with an air of relief and went away. When he arrived home, he found his mother clamoring. "'Maggie had returned. "'She stood shivering beneath the torrent of her mother's wrath. "'Well, I'm damned,' said Jimmy in greeting. "'His mother, tottering about the room, "'pointing a quivering forefinger. "'Look a here, Jimmy, look at here. "'This your sister, boy. "'There's your sister. "'Look at her, look at her.' "'She screamed in scoffling laughter. "'The girl stood in the middle of the room, she edged about as if unable to find a place on the floor to put her feet. Ha 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 ha! Below the mother, there she stands, ain't she pretty? Look at her! Ain't she sweet, the beast? Look at her! Ha <laughs> ha Look at her! She lurched forward and put her red and seamed hands upon his daughter's face. She bent down and peered keenly up into the eyes of the girl. Oh, she just de-seamy ain't she ever was, ain't she? She's a mother's purty, darling little, ain't she? Look at her, Jimmy. Come here for God's sake and look at her." The loud and tremendous sneering of the mother brought the dozens of the rum-alley tenement to their doors. Women came in the hallways. Children scurried to and fro. "'What's up? The Johnson's party on the other there?' "'Nah, no, young Mags come home.' The hell, you say?' Through the open doors, curious eyes stared in at Maggie. Children ventured into the room and oogled her as if they formed the front row at a theater. Woman without bended toward each other and whispered, nodding their heads with airs of profound philosophy. A baby, overcome with curiosity concerning this object at which all were looking, slided forward and touched her dress. Cautiously as if investigating a red-hot stove. Its mother's voice rang out like a warning triumph. She rushed forward and grabbed her child, casting a terrible look of indignation at the girl. Maggie's mother paced to and fro, addressing the door full of eyes, expounding like a glib showman at a museum. Her voice rang through the building. There she stands," she cried, wheeling suddenly and pointing with dramatic finger. "There she stands. Look at her. Ain't she a ditty? And she was so good as to come home to her mother. She was, ain't she a beauty? Ain't she a ditty? For God's sake!" The jeering cries ended in another bust of sheer laughter. The girl seemed still awaken. Jimmy. He drew hastily back from her. Well, now, you're a hell of a thing, ain't you? He said, his lips curling in scorn, radiant virtue sat upon his brow and his repelling hands expressed horror of contamination. Maggie turned and went. The crowd at the door fell back precipitately, a baby falling down in front of the door, wretched a scream like a wounded animal from his mother. Another woman sprang forward and picked it up with a shiverous air, as if rescuing a human being from an ongoing express train. As the girl passed down through the hall, she went before open doors, framing more eyes, strangely microscopic and sending broad beams of exquisite light into the darkness of her path. On the second floor, she met the gnarled old woman, who possessed the music box. So she cried, "Is ye are uh, back again, is ye?" And it kicked ye out. Well, come on in and stay with me tonight. I ain't got no more standing. From above came an unceasing babble of tongues, over all. O which rang the mother's decisive laughter. End of chapter 15 Recorded by Daisy Fifty-Five